The Iowa caucuses were held on Monday, and we finally got 100% of the results reported in. It showed that Pete Buttigieg won in state delegates by less than a hair, but Bernie Sanders won the popular vote. Now, this has got to be one of the biggest electoral screw-ups ever. It's been absolutely frustrating for me, and I'm sure for thousands and thousands of volunteers and voters and people just tuning in. Like many others, I was completely glued to my phone and social media. Um, I was on Sanders for President subreddit. I was on Twitter. I was on Facebook. And I was hitting that refresh button every five seconds for any new developments. There were so many things wrong with the Iowa caucuses, and it's difficult to fully comprehend the level of ineptitude, incompetence, and dare I say corruption involved in the entire process. Firstly, you had the now infamous app that was used to report results and communicate with the DNC crash almost immediately during caucus night. And later on, it was revealed by Lee Fang of The Intercept and HuffPost that this app was partially funded by the Pete Buttigieg campaign, um, and it paid the developers of this app around $40,000 last year. Um, the parent company of this app also had really close ties with the Hillary Clinton campaign, with a number of high-level positions being held by former Clinton staffers. Additionally, a senior executive, or possibly the CEO of the parent company, was married to a Pete Buttigieg advisor. Oh, and I also forgot. Um, the name of the app developer is called Shadow, which is super ironic considering that voters expect a clean and transparent electoral process. So on the first night, we barely got any results. I think we only got like 2% of the vote in, and Pete Buttigieg already declared victory, which was kind of suspicious. By the second day, we only had around 62% of the votes counted. By the end of the third day, we had 97%. And finally, by day four, we get the remaining 3%. Now, if you're in the Bernie Sanders camp, it was several days of just waiting nervously for a trickle of results. How the hell do you manage to take this long to report on, you know, these results? The curious thing was, you know, once we got to 90%, or sorry, 97%, where Bernie Sanders was surging with the remaining precincts and the remaining results were projected to go heavily in Bernie Sanders' favor, Tom Perez, the DNC chairman, jumps in on Twitter at the last second and says, enough is enough, and calls for a re-canvas of the results. Now, we didn't even fully get to 100% yet, and Tom Perez is calling for a re-canvas. I mean, he could have done this at any point, you know, like when, when, the, when the app crashed or, you know, when results were taking forever to come in. He could have called for a manual recount. Now, why the hell would he jump in at 97% where we were so close to getting 100% reporting and use that time to de declare a re-canvas? It's just a completely monumental failure of the DNC to even run their own election. Now, in, in addition to the major delays, there were also significant data reporting and data entry errors. Funny enough, all the data reporting errors negatively impacted Bernie Sanders. Most notably, Black Hawk County, votes that went for Bernie Sanders were given to Deval Patrick, 
and votes for Elizabeth Warren were given to Tom Steyer. The, um, the New York Times, CNN, and Rolling Stone magazine published pieces on the data errors and discrepancies in the Iowa caucuses. And as of uh, February 8th, many of these errors haven't even been corrected. Now, according to Matt Taibbi of Rolling Stone, which, by the way, is really good. Um, he's a really good journalist, and he has a really uh, good podcast. He reported that the process of determining how many delegates a candidate got was completely bungled and messed up, with candidates receiving incorrect delegate amounts, uh, delegate counts, and more. Now, there were also reports of voters joining in on the second alignment when the rules stipulated that no new voters could enter at that point. Even the New York Times reporter, um, sorry, even the New York Times reported that there were inconsistencies and flaws in over 100 precincts. And according to New York Times election reporter Nate Cohn, Iowa was, quote, the worst conceived and executed electoral contest I have ever seen. How can you even trust these results at this point? If there were so many errors and discrepancies, it's like they completely screwed up this process. And this is the party that talked so much about Russian interference and Russian hacking. And um, yet they failed miserably to run their own caucuses. Just think about the people that came out to vote for the first time. Um, people, young people, independents, people who felt like the political process failed them. This is the crap that makes people want to leave politics altogether or vote for Donald Trump. And this is just a prime example of the corruption and failure of our political system and institutions that we expect to be fair and impartial and run well. Just completely undermines that faith. Now, on a side note, I was talking to my friends uh, about what had happened in Iowa. And, you know, they're smart individuals who work in tech and they're highly accomplished and they see it as a technocratic issue. They went into this long discussion of how the app could be improved, the benefits of electronic voting, different sorts of technical fixes and suggestions and so on. But, you know, I personally don't see it that way. I don't really, you know, I don't primarily see it as a lack of technical expertise or issues with technology. The Democratic Party could have signed with a different vendor. They could have performed stress tests. They could have, you know, let the campaigns test the app. They could have done all of this. But I view it as a system of corruption and favoritism. Shadow Inc., the developers of the Caucus app, they were funded in part by Buttigieg money, their parent company, Acronym, is staffed with people from, you know, prior Hillary campaign staffers. Uh, a senior executive, like I said before, I think he was like a CEO or something, is the spouse of a Buttigieg advisor. The DNC could have contracted with anyone, but they chose this group. And my friend Ryan, he calls it the I scratch your back, you scratch mine mentality. If you're hanging out with the right people, if you're with the right crowd, if you're supporting what's deemed as the right things, then the door of opportunity opens up for you. To be frank, I don't think the IDP or the DNC were interested in running a fair and clean election in the first place. They could have, you know, worked with some more competent individuals 
they could have let you know Department of Homeland Security vet these vet the app, but they gave the contract to Shadow Inc. Now, this Pete Buttigieg campaign financing the app was particularly egregious. There's a clear conflict of interest here. Imagine if Donald Trump owned all the machines that were used to calculate results in the general election. Wouldn't you be, spec- wouldn't you be skeptical? As uh, Jesse Lee Peterson would say, amazing. Yes, it was amazingly corrupt and ridiculous that the DNC even allowed this crap to happen. But I suspect that they didn't mind. It's the same technocratic critique that members of the professional managerial class espouse regarding economic or political issues. Oh, if you just had more competent people. If the app was just created this way and, or that. Um, if it had this kind of coding. If we just had more skilled people, yada yada. Now, this plays into the belief of meritocracy and bringing on the best minds, the smartest people, people with credentials and so forth. But it frames these issues as as a product of personal failure and not a critique of a rotten political system and the culture of corruption that stems from it. Moreover, in the Marxian sense, the cheating isn't that surprising. You can't expect a political campaign aiming to dramatically reform the system that seeks to cut into the wealth and power of the elites to face a smooth and fair electoral process. Our institutions like our courts, our voting systems, our electoral systems, our media were created to reinforce, justify, and protect our capitalist system. It's the whole debate around, you know, reform versus revolution that has been around for over 100 years. Now, this doesn't mean that we stop fighting and that we give up, but there needs to be a realization that the system is designed in such a way to justify and rationalize the existence of hierarchies, class power, and injustice. The mainstream media will never bestow legitimacy upon the Bernie Sanders campaign or any other political campaign that seeks to undermine the status quo. Now at this point, I don't think Iowa really matters anymore. We have New Hampshire coming up next Tuesday. I think Bernie Sanders is going to do very well. Hopefully he wins. Um, but what Iowa does, it's, a, you know, it's the first state in the, entire pri- in the primaries. So, of course, you want to do well because it's all about the media narrative that surrounds your campaign. If you win, the media is going to cover you, give you a lot of uh, airtime, give you a lot of minutes. But, you know, it's, it doesn't have that many delegates relative to, like, Texas or California or, like, Michigan. So, you know, at this point, we have to move on and fight like hell. And it's going to be a slugfest the rest of the primary season. All we can do now is push as hard as we can, fight as hard as we can. We have to phone bank, canvas, donate, tell your friends and your parents, do everything you can do to get Bernie elected. 